Welcome to Columbia Food Chat. I'm your host, Brian Cole. I want to say thank you so much for joining me on this culinary adventure of the food scene in Columbia, South Carolina. I am so happy to have you uh, along with me on this journey. Before we get to today's episode, I just want to tell you a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, thank you to everybody who came out um, and attended or was involved with the 8th Annual Columbia Shrimp and Grits Fest. It was such an amazing night. Uh, we all got to sample tons of shrimp and grits and, and all sorts of different takes and plays and varieties of, of shrimp and grits. And it was just an awesome night. If you missed it, you know, I feel bad for you. Uh, however... Just keep in mind, you know, Columbia's ninth annual Shrimp and Grits Fest tickets will go on sale in March or April of next year, so make sure you jump on those as soon as you can. I also want to remind you that I am the owner of Columbia Food Tours. You can check out my company at ColumbiaFoodTours.com. Basically, uh, I take people on guided experiences of the food scene in Columbia, South Carolina, where we get to go into different restaurants, try samples of the food, hear from chefs and owners about the, the food and just the establishment. And uh, it's really just a great time to walk around, eat, drink, get to hear a little bit about the history of the area as well. And I'd love to see you on one of those. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, please Take a second and to leave a comment and leave us a five-star review and maybe even share it with somebody that would help me out a lot and I would really appreciate that. I am a huge fan of the Oliver Gospel Mission in downtown Columbia. They do a great job helping the homeless, but not even just the homeless, people who might just be down on their luck or need job skills. Um, also, people who are maybe recovering from certain uh, things that are going on in their lives. But just a great mission, a great purpose. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that the Oliver Gospel Mission has expanded, and now they are doing more than what most people know. They've actually started a roastery right next to the mission called the Oliver Gospel Roastery. And so today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking to Travis McNeil, who is the CEO of the Oliver Gospel Mission. I'm here with Travis McNeil, CEO of the Oliver Gospel Mission. Travis, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a, it's a beautiful Friday. Great. Well, it's, I'm, I'm so glad that you're on the program today. Um, now, you are the CEO of the Oliver Gospel Mission, Kate, but can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, I, uh, I'm from South Carolina. I was raised in North Augusta, South Carolina. I lived a lot of my life um, in the Augusta, Georgia area. Uh, I think I've lived in about five states because 20 years of my life when I was an associate pastor worked, I guess, in nonprofit in, inside the church. Okay. In church ministry. And uh, then God led me into uh, the hunger uh, ministry uh, through Golden Harvest Food Bank, a lot like right here in South Carolina. Uh, we know Harvest Hope Food Bank. Mm hmm. Uh, Golden Harvest Food Bank uh, covers about 30 counties and headquarters in Augusta, Georgia. So um, I was the executive director there for about 10 and a half years. And through a relationship, I gained a relationship, I guess, with the Jim Hudson Automotive and Jim Hudson himself uh, because he has a dealership in Augusta. And uh, it, it's as simple as this. One day when we were doing something like what we're doing right now, having an interview, uh, he said, hey, Travis, would you ever consider coming to Columbia? And now I knew that, that Jim was on the board here at Oliver Gospel Mission. So I said, well, I guess I'll always consider anything. And 
that's kind of a short story to a long story of how I ended up here in Columbia, and uh, it's been great. Excellent. So, tell us a little bit about what the the mission does, because we have listeners from all over that maybe not be from, or maybe not just be from Columbia right. or somebody who's visiting the area and not familiar with the Oliver Gospel Mission. Y'all been around for a while, right? We've been around for a while. I, I think we have quite a reputation. And, and visually, it's, it's something that people see if you ride down Assembly Street in Columbia, South Carolina, right here in the capital. Uh, you've seen Oliver Gospel Mission. Uh, you may not know, a lot of listeners uh, may not know what we do, but maybe you've heard of our name. Or, or maybe if you're not from around here, uh, you know, we're becoming more of a melting pot today, I think, in this area. Uh, people move from out, out of town, and, <clears throat> and sometimes I'll come across someone and, and they'll say, uh, no, I don't really, I had never heard of Oliver Gospel. So I know right then they're not from here. Because if you're from here, because we've been here, uh, this year we'll celebrate 135 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. 135 years of helping people. Um, that's a great transition into, you know, what exactly does the, does the mission do? Do a lot. So uh, I'll say it first. Uh, let me say our mission statement because that, that kind of lays the foundation for who we are and what we do. So our, our mission statement's real, real succinct and real short. It says that we're, we're engaging and transforming lives. So we're engaging. So we have to meet people first. We have to see them, meet them. Uh, engaging and transforming lives, that's people through the power of Christ's love. So that, I guess that's kind of the how we do that. Okay. Uh, we are a Christ-centered organization. Uh, that that is what um, is is a great distinction of who we are. Our our title alone, I mean, we're the Oliver Gospel Mission, and and if you look at my business card or anything that we kind of put out there in print, you kind of see us as Oliver Gospel now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll always be Oliver Gospel Mission, but Oliver Gospel. Well, look at the second word in that phrase is gospel. So, yeah, I mean uh, that kind of states who we are. We we're a biblical organization. Uh, of transforming a life and we do that many different ways and that's I'll answer that yes we do that with food we do that with shelter we do that with hope with love with instruction um, and and I will say specifically uh, the, the history of over 100 years is right here on Taylor Street and that's where our men's center is so men we serve men there in our long-term program so we have short-term emergency yes we have emergency meals every day. That's what the people in the community see. When they, they're riding in their car and they see the line, most of those people they see in line, that, that's for an emergency meal. But okay. what we're most uh, proud of, what we do, is really when we get to walk side by side uh, with our men and with our women. So yes, we have a women's center. So over 100 years, we've, we've ministered to men. But in the last five years, we have a state-of-the-art uh, Women's Center, most people that are from around here, they know the title as Toby's Place. Toby's They're like, oh, that's Toby's Place. Okay. That's our Women's Center. Um, because of the generous donation and vision that we've had for years to to serve women and children, uh, we have that out to Notch Road, about a 33,000 square foot facility. Again, uh, it, it's all about walking side by side, not rushing through this. I mean, our men's program and our women's program is, can be up to about 12 months. Okay, so you've talked about you have a men's program, you have a women's program, um, and you're helping people, you're providing meals. Um, what ultimately is the long-term goal for the people that go through these programs? Well, our goal is to get them to that point of them sustaining 
their new life, really. And, and when a person comes to us and qualifies or checks into our program, and, and essentially they make the decision. I mean, it, it's a lot to make the decision to go, you know, I really do want to change. And our men's program, I didn't mention this, but I'll mention it now, is an addiction program. M majority of the men that are in some situation have gone through some big period of loss or uh, are, are going through a traumatic time in their life. Uh, a lot of times for a man and a woman, but we just see it in a man a lot, it, it's because of addiction. Okay. There's some kind of addiction, an alcohol or a substance, let me just say. Uh, there's all kinds of substances today. They're changing every day. They're becoming more dangerous every day. We're all hearing that in the news. Um, and, and I'll say this, you know, to the listeners, uh, but I'll answer the question that a lot of people ask. Why, why are people going through so much, or why is, why is it so hard for them? I mean, why, here's the phrase that people use. Why can't they just get a job? I'll answer that. Why can't they just get a job? In most cases, not because they're just losers, as people might use that word, or, or they just won't get up and go do something. The reason they, they can't or don't is because they've reached that place in their life where they're at such a serious place of trauma in their life. Mm -hmm. Trauma's brought about because of all kinds of things. I, we would be here for the next hour and I could talk about all the things that could bring trauma about in a man, woman, or a child's life. I mean, we could just sit here and dream about it. Uh, but some of the basic things, uh, I, I will say the one word, L-O-S-S, -S, loss. Mm -hmm. Loss in, a in your life tomorrow or my life today some kind of tragic loss and that loss is de is defined in different ways in different people and different people uh, respond to loss in different ways uh, um, and some of the key things could be loss of job loss of life uh, loss of a relationship a friendship a child think of for a person that loses a family member a wife a friend uh, a, a child um, I'll tell you this, one of the greatest losses that a human being can occur is, is within themselves. I mean, sometimes we just lose our mind, right? I mean, we lose ourselves. We lose something physical. That's one thing. Uh, again, you and I, unless we have an incredible safety net, a security net, a family, uh, a friendship, some, something that we could go to that helps sustain us, any of us, we, if we go through some kind of loss, especially a physical loss, what if, I, what if I'm in, in physical work and I've been working for 30 or 25 years in a, in a really good job that has sustained me well, but that job, I depend on my legs in order to do it, or my yeah. ankle, and I crush my ankle, and I'm a professional landscaper or something, that's what I've done for 25 years, and I can't do that anymore, I'm done. If I don't have a safety net, people, uh, you know, I no longer have that funding coming in, and within, and, and if I don't have a good, good enough nest egg, and most people don't, uh, and you don't have a friend that you can go live on their couch or can put you up for a while, you're homeless. Mm. That's just how easy it happens. Now, now when I think of the Oliver Gospel Mission, my mind immediately goes to the homeless. But do you have to reach that point in your life to be able to be helped by your program, or is it? I would say no, because. Uh, I know for a fact that we've had men in our program and they still have their place. They've had 
a small apartment or something that they're still able to pay. And I, I know we've literally had men with us because they're in some addictions crisis. And they're like, I cannot do this. I'm, gonna, I'm going to completely lose it. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to sustain this. And they've been with us a year uh, to completely go through that, that um, uh, rehabilitation. Um, now, <clears throat> I would say most people that we serve have already reached the point that they've lost their place. Okay. okay. That's, that's the honest truth. Uh, but to answer your question, do they have to? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be the same, I would say, for Toby's place, our women's center. Okay. So once you get these people in, you know, they become to the point where maybe they're not very employable for various reasons, addiction, maybe, maybe not really having the skills to go out and get a quality job, something that's going to support them, say, maybe above like a, a McDonald's kind of minimum wage job, mm-hmm. nothing against McDonald's, but right, right. You know, um, just something that's a little bit more than a minimum wage type job. Right. Um, now, y'all pr- help provide some job training as well, don't you? You know, we have different levels and different steps that our men and our women go through, and as they, they go through the different steps of, of healing and, and growing, our top step is, is that career step. We call it the career phase. Uh, and because there's no way that you can even think about doing that. That's why a lot of people that are homeless or they've experienced that trauma and they're still in that. And, and they maybe they haven't quite gotten past that addiction step or whatever that traumatic thing is in their life uh, that they're really struggling with it, that, that really keeps them down. And they do get a job. Many times, guess what? They don't keep it. Okay. Because they haven't they haven't healed to the place where they can manage all of that yet. That's what the problem is. So that's what our program does, I think, and how we are successful is is uh, that's not what we're just you know. I think society. I hear it every day. Hey, I I probably get more emails or calls or like contacts or something about, hey, my company or whatever. Hey, hey, do y'all work with people? Hey. Uh, um, we really like to work with y'all uh, because I know that we can employ some people. So there's jobs out there. Yeah. Is we've got to get the people to what they don't understand and nothing down on them, but is they don't understand the true cycle uh, of what it takes to get a person from A to Z. Uh, that's why our, our vision statement actually, uh, you don't see our vision statement as much as you do our mission statement, but our vision statement says, is is this uh, guiding those from desperation to transformation and we use that word guiding we chose that word on purpose that we're, we're guiding because that's a walking alongside a person it's not pushing them there you're not going to beat them there uh, you're not going to pull them there you're not going to drag them there uh, and that's kind of the that is the approach that all of our staff take that literally i see our staff walking side by side sometime down the street because they go and walk down the street and do their counseling and talk um, and it, it's a beautiful picture of like how we come upon that. That's incredible. Yeah. So, a lot of our listeners may be thinking, you know, hey, you know, Brian, this is a food and beverage podcast. You know, why why <laughs> are you why are you at the Oliver Gospel Mission talking today? And oh. and and there's a great reason for that. Um, um, so you've done some things recently that um, you know I'm I'm excited about being a, a food and drink guy. Yeah. Um, but can you tell us about what you got going on? Well, I'm a for, former food banker, as I would call that, executive director of food bank, and so that's all about food, man. We're we're moving food and feeding people, and and uh, 
down in Augusta, we had a, a beautiful, what we called our master's table, not for the master's golf tournament, but the master as in biblically. But the master's table, it was a soup kitchen. We served 300 meals a day. And, and, you know, we're all focused on nutrition and, you know, love that. So, yeah, I love food. I do. And when I got here, I remember when our board, you know, we were kind of getting to the place where the, they wanted to hire me. And they're like, oh, by the way, uh, we don't know what this is all about and everything, but we have this roasting machine. Like, uh, we, we built the space and our team wanted to begin roasting coffee beans. What do you think about that? I'm like, well, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I love ideas. I love things that get outside the box. And like anything that we could like get into the community and show them that all of our gospel is doing something progressive and moving forward and involving the community and having kind of a, a gathering place, really, you know. Um, so I took that and working with our team. So we decided that we would roast coffee beans, and that's what we have. We have a coffee roaster, but I. But my thought was, well, we should open a coffee shop. I mean, we should, it should be open to the community. And that's turned out to be a really good thing. And uh, I, I feel like a lot of people probably get introduced to um, the Oliver Gospel Mission through the roastery. They do. They and, do. And so, it, you know, it kind of would serve two purposes, um, you know, by educating people. And then also, I'm sure it provides a source of income for the mission as well. It, it does, as does our thrift store. We have a great thrift store out Two Notch Road. And in both of these... Um, uh, our goal is that um, people ask me all the time, hey, at your thrift store and your coffee shop, uh, do you only hire people that have gone through your program? Well, that would make perfect great sense. I mean, it would. But not everybody that's going to go through our program, number one, uh, is interested in working in either of those places. I mean, those are two different kind of skill sets and focuses. So uh, I say it this way. If that comes about, and it has, Yes, I would love for people to graduate from our program to work at one of those places. But I'd also love for them to work wherever their gifts and skills and interests are. Uh, the, the main place that we've been able to employ uh, several employees over the last two years is at our coffee shop. Because it just see, it seems to have been a good fit for some. And uh, two employees that have worked with us about two years are still with us. Two of our ladies that graduated from Toby's place were with us at least 12 months or more. Wow. Uh, they still work with us today. And I'm, I'm real proud of that. Uh, if they would want to move on and move on to something else that they felt led to do, I'd love that too. Uh, and we also, uh, we, we've had some of our program um, men and women uh, go through like a six-week program of uh, coming to the thrift store and learning some of the different aspects of thrift. You know, of receiving goods and cleaning and and uh, 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 pricing and just all the you know the different elements that operate like a business at a thrift store and just like our coffee shop. We so we call that our all of our gospel works program, uh, and, and that's something that we want to develop more. So uh, that that's an element of how I want to continue to incorporate like our coffee shop. And being an educational piece, and I, I you know, the roastery is one of the stops on my food tour. I mean, if you're one of my listeners, you you know that I lead food tours downtown Columbia on Main Street. Um, we always stop in at the roastery because I tell people, you know, it's such it's such a good, um, amazing thing to be able to stop in somewhere, have a 
I mean, frankly, just a, an amazing cup of coffee or a latte or, or um, a pastry. Yeah, cappuccino. Yeah, and, and, you know, being able to have something like that and it being, you know, not only just amazing tasting, but then also there's a great cause behind it. Um, so I, I encourage everyone to go on and, and uh, you know, go and visit the roastery and, and, and purchase some stuff, you know. I mean, it's, it's my favorite place in town for, for coffees now. Um, so, so please go check that out. So I'm going to ask you, um, Travis, when you go down to the roastery, what's your go-to thing? Uh, two coffees, I think. Uh, I mean, I like all the la- I love la- lattes and cappuccinos, so I will always get one of those, and 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 then I will kind of just ask our staff, hey, uh, to g- give me a good flavor today. Like, what's the flavor that y'all really like? Now. I think they make this drink anytime, but I really love the one that a lot of people get in the Christmas. It's kind of like a, like a cappuccino, like frothy, and they crush up uh, the peppermint and put it on top. But it's also the peppermint taste. Okay. So that's one of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but our eighteen eighty eight, and then Weiwei. So we have one coffee called Weiwei. It's from Guatemala, and then um, our eighteen eighty eight is our signature blend. Uh, those two we are brewing almost every day uh, you know I buy those coffees myself I take them home that's what I drink every day at home uh, so I would encourage listeners to go to our website olivergospel.org olivergospel.org go there because a lot of people don't know I, I tell people they're like oh wow really uh, go there you'll see all of our coffee there's somewhere on there you can find where it's our coffee area and you can order from us uh, I think you can even join a club and, and we'll ship it to you every month. Okay. Uh, and Or you can just order what you want, and uh, it's a minimal, like, $5 mailing fee, uh, regardless of how much it, you order. And we mail right through the post office, a special deal we have with them. Uh, but so we, we'll ship it right to you. So even if you're not in, in Columbia, cool. you know, go, by all means, go to the, the, the Oliver Gospel website, um, or the, the roastery website, check that out and it gets you some um, wonderful coffee shipped over to you. Um, my personal favorite thing at the roastery though is the butter cookie latte. It is phenomenal. Oh, me too. Yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I tell everyone on the tour, I'm like, you, you know, you got to come back and get that one. Um, it is just absolutely amazing. I'll tell you another thing uh, that people don't know. You know, not everybody roasts coffee. I mean, it's pretty special to do that. Uh, it's a very difficult science, like just like if you're a wine grower, right? Yeah. I mean, it really is. People don't look at it that way. Uh, I've learned a lot about this since I started. So not everybody can roast coffee. That's a big investment, and that's a lot to do. Uh, so several coffee shops in Columbia order their coffee from us. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It I, I seems like every time I go around now, I'm seeing... Oliver Gospel roastery bags on the counters at some of these coffee local coffee shops. So if you're somebody and you know you maybe you own a coffee truck or or a cafe right. or even a, a restaurant that serves coffee, it, absolutely. You know, yeah. get in contact with the with the Oliver Gospel mission and get set up to um, be a uh, supplier of their coffee of their roasted coffee and, and sell their coffee in or your, your shop. business. If you have coffee pots and you know, okay, and, and you want to let your employees know, hey. We're a purpose-driven company. Hey, the coffee you're drinking every day, I put a little card up there. Um, this, we purchased this from Oliver Gospel, and it's it's you know you being a part of what the mission's doing. Yeah, you don't have to buy Dunkin' Donuts coffee. You know, buy something local that has a great mission, and, and we would definitely uh, encourage that. 
Um, and you know, our pricing, uh, you're probably, you come here so you know. Absolutely. We intentionally, because we can do that, we're not Starbucks. Uh, we we put our pricing lower than anybody, any coffee shop. And I, I definitely noticed that. It, it, is, <laughs> it is very competitively priced. Um, so there's really no reason to not go check it out. And I would encourage you all to do that. Well, Travis, thank you so much for being on the, on the show today. I really enjoyed having you um, on the program and uh, um, look forward to uh, our, our, our working with you in the future. Great. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Travis McNeil, CEO of the Oliver Gospel Mission. Special thanks to him and everybody at the mission for uh, setting up this interview and being so welcoming and so friendly. If you haven't had a chance to go into the roastery, I highly recommend it. They have amazing coffee drinks, but more importantly than that, every time you purchase something from the roastery, all of the profits go straight back to helping the, uh, the less fortunate so make sure you go and check that out soon. They've also got uh, special sweet treats that are from the Strudel Shop. You may have seen recently on the, a lot of the foodie groups in, on Facebook um, about the Strudel Shop, and they're also proudly serving items from the Strudel Shop as well. If you'd like some more information on how to donate or contribute to the Oliver Gospel Mission, please reach out to me at info at ColumbiaFoodTours.com and I can get you in touch with the appropriate people to either serve or donate, um, and I'm sure that they would love that as well. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Columbia Food Chat. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you get it with all of the content that we're going to be posting here in the next few months. See you next time on Columbia Food Chat.